Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Bow, bow, bow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Monday morning episode. Uh, we are back, even though we've kind of not really been aware. Uh, we haven't done an episode for about two weeks, have we, Sam? We haven't recorded we, we in, a, them all. in a while. Yeah. Um, and we didn't do one on Friday for various reasons. And, so um, it feels like coming back from the school holidays in does, a bit doesn't it? for but us. Even though episodes have been going out over the last couple of weeks, you people had no idea we hadn't been doing them topically. Um, uh, Andy, so, when you come back from the school holidays, when you mm. came back, obviously it was a long time ago, but I still think of it as just, you know, something that was recent. Were mm. you excited on your first day back or were you the sort of person like my son who'd be <clears> like, ah, why do I have to go back? I hate school. Are you talking kind of just after Easter holidays or after the summer six weeks? Let, let, let's go summer six weeks. Summer six weeks, I reckon I was, I was pretty ready for it. Yeah. Ready to go back to the grind. Yeah. The daily 9 to 3.30. <laughs> I was buzzing to go back you, to it's school. It's like people change a lot in six weeks. Your friends yeah. who you haven't seen change. Somebody might have broken an arm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or broken all, leg. Def- someone would have definitely broken something on holiday. There's, there's always a broken <laughs> limb. So there's, there's yeah. It's always on holiday that they've like <clears throat> fucking you, fallen off a lilo or something. And then you and you get from like kind of maybe it's year eight or year nine upwards. You've always you go back and there's always one or two experimenting with different looks or hairstyles or things always, like that. Always, <laughs> they take uh, that opportunity that, that, to, to come that, up with yeah. something new because they think that everybody will have forgotten what they looked like six weeks ago. That was you me. Get away with it. That was me every September. That was you every <laughs> every September. Of course it was <laughs> right. September 1990 or possibly 91. I can't remember. Suddenly. Sam mm. Delaney arrives back in school, but Sam Delaney is no longer from West London. He's from Manchester. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know that Kevin and Perry? <laughs> yeah. When they come back inside of Manchester. But this was not so much like Oasis. This was like the, the Manchester. The, Manchester. Yeah. the Joe Bloggs era. I totally fucking, I devoured all the, Man- I'd never been to Manchester at yeah. that age, but I'd, Fucking! I've done my reading over Sean the summer haircut, in all the or, magazines. Sean Ryder haircut or an Ian Brown ball haircut? What was it, it was. Uh, I was very much going for the Tim Burgess look. The Tim Burgess. Right? Okay. Um, and yeah, and I've done. I've done my shopping. I've done my reading. Mm. I've done my listening. Yeah. And it was like, look, everyone, I'm from Manchester. <laughs> and also, if any of you question this, I'm going to make out like I've always been like this. This is just, what, what, what are you talking about? I've always walked in this manner. Um, <laughs> like no, I've got I'm a not 50 put, pence piece up my ass. No, I'm not, I'm not putting on a slight accent. This is just how I talk. <laughs> but yeah, every time there was something. I think previous ones I'd come back like one of the rappers 
to be yeah. honest. Probably the summer before, I'd come back like one of the rappers. Salt or pepper? Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> or crisscross with my jeans on back to yeah. front. Yeah. But the truth is, I think we might have talked about this before, I just got so bored in those six-week holidays. Like, it was boring. And everyone, and I always had the sense that other kids were having a great time. Because every film and TV show and book always was about the magic of the summer holidays. Mm. And my summer holidays weren't particularly magic. Like, I might have had a holiday, like, one week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So part of it one maximum two weeks might have been really nice. Like my dad would sometimes take us away, right? Somewhere Mm. sunny. And that was great. But a lot of the other time, I'd be sat around the fucking house doing fuck all, watching fucking Sons and Daughters. And it would be really depressing, eating biscuits, watching Sons and Daughters, look peering outside at the sunny day and thinking, oh, I bet everyone else is fucking building a den you know, in the countryside, and I'm fucking sat next to the A4 staring at fucking pollution. You were in quite an urban setting, weren't you? You didn't have Very any fields urban. or anything. No, there was yeah. fuck all like that. I mean, there was a there was the wreck. There was a couple of parks, yeah. but even that, I'd sometimes think, oh, it's so sunny. I better go to the park. So I'd walk to the park, maybe with my dog, and then I'd just <laughs> fucking get there and be like, oh. What the fuck am I supposed to do now? There's nothing to do. I'm too old to go exploring in the bushes like I used to when I was a little. I can't be digging, you know, like when you're 14, you're not going to start getting out your dessert spoon and digging a hole on your Jack Jones, are you? Because you look like a fucking weirdo, nuts or something. You start to become aware of yourself and who you are. Yeah. So I'd be bored, man, and I'd just be like, let's get back to school. New look. Um, There might be some new people. Mm-hmm. Some of the girls who didn't fancy me last year might now might decide that I have blossomed over the summer. Yeah, yeah. With my new Manchester look, for instance, <laughs> which uh, in retrospect wasn't a great look to attract women with. But, not really. <laughs> but I thought, was... oh, you know, maybe they'll think, oh, he's dead trendy. Maybe he's been going to the Hacienda. When I really, remember, all I've been doing I is going down the park. Start a year, maybe start a year ten, I think, as they call it now. Fourth year, as we called it. And over the summer, the, 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 there was this girl who I really fancied and I thought there might have been a possibility of something happening, but we hadn't seen each yeah. other over the summer. And yeah. I was looking forward to getting back to school and seeing her again. And yeah. two days before we went back to school, the biggest fucking boil you could ever imagine uh, appeared on uh, the tip of my nose. Uh, and I was like, well, there you go. That's, that's that finished then. Classic. That's me. I just need to go into fucking hibernation for the next fucking month. So, I've had something very similar like that happen to me on more than one occasion in my life because I've stre- got... Do you think it's a stress thing? An anticipation stress boil? I think that could be true. My dad gets, uh, or used to, I don't know if he still does, but he used to get one on his nose, right, on the tip of his nose. <laughs> yeah. And he'd de- obviously he would deny it's stress because my dad's it's sort of like... who would, who would claim so, to have never had stress, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I yeah. knew that it was always triggered by, you know... High tension, stress, <laughs> and I a really similar thing. There was a girl that I'd always liked, and she'd I was a bit older, and she was she was she'd gone to university a year before the rest of us. She was a mate from school, and we she was at, in Bristol at university, and she invite she called up and said invited me and all my mates to a party she was having in her house in Bristol and we thought great right. one of my mates could drive and had a car and he was like right we're gonna drive to fucking Bristol I mean you know when you're like 18 this is like fucking amazing scenes right it's, it's you think it has to be amazing stuff, I'll probably get off of her 
And then, like, you'll all get off with all our new mates from university, yeah. posh mates from university. It'll be fucking amazing. It'll be like the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, exactly. It's just like some a fucking student house in Bristol. I was so excited. And then, um, like, pretty much the day before we were going, I had, like, you know, you have, like, a, I don't know if you've ever had this, but, like, a spot that's sort of on your lip. It's mm. like a, a, it's a particularly sore place to get a spot. Yeah. But it was only small. And I must have picked it a bit, and then it got bigger and bigger. It was like something from a fucking rolled doll it book, right? It becomes like a lip extension. The spot got bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. <laughs> and in the end, right, it was like an appendage to the spot. It was like a huge red sort of, almost like it looked like a balloon Ooh. that was protruding from my lip, right? And, you know, look, I have ample lips anyway, right? So this is the last thing I needed, right? And it was fuck. I mean, it was bizarre. It got bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it started to form like a yellowy head. Like there was pus, and it was going to erupt. Right? Have you seen the film, the Richard E. Grant film, How to Get a Head in Advertising? It was very like that. Where he grows a separate ve- head on the side yeah, of his neck. It, it's a fan- <laughs> it's a great film. That actually, it's it like it was the follow up to With Nail and I, wasn't it? It, it was is. by the same guy. Yeah. And it's like, but people never talk about it, but I'm going to revisit it because I remember it being really, really funny. It's fucking great. There's a me, line me, in it that I, bit, I always bit, remember. I just said yeah, we videoed it when it was on the telly one time. Yeah. And his mum had a habit of um, labelling all the videotapes oh, yeah. so that she knew what was on everything. And yeah. on that one, she put on the on the side of the tape, chap with boil. <laughs> 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 it's fucking great I remember he goes completely mad because he grows this extra head and there's a bit yeah. where his wife or someone says to him Richard what's you doing and he says merely smoking which for some reason I've always like had that in my head and, like it's just like the one line in the film I remember merely smoking um, yeah. but anyway uh, yeah basically it was like that there was a new fucking and I just couldn't go and my mate was calling up going we're outside to pick you up and I bottled it and I you know I was all ready I packed mm. I put on my best party clothes everything and I just said to my mum mum look at this I can't go to this party the whole reason I'm going to this party is for a girl and look at the state of me and you know mm. like your mum usually goes like oh no you look lovely my mum's always like that oh you look absolutely lovely she'd say that like if you'd just been fucking had your face grated off in a machinery accident, right? Um, but even my mum just looked at me and said, no, sir. Nah, yeah, you can't go. Still. And, I, and like my mate was at the door and she, you know, I was 18. I was way too old for sending my mum to the front door to say, go away, you know, yeah. but she was. And my mate was at the door going, is he ready? And she's going, he's not coming. And he goes, well, can oh, I come in? No. no, he doesn't want to see anyone. What? His, his lips fucking ballooned. <laughs> Like a, it's like gone mental. Like he just can't go. He's, 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 he's turned into John Merrick. Yeah. He's, no, I'm not going to lie to you. You've all been so very kind. Yeah. <laughs> 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 grotesque man. I'm so unused to human kindness. What with me being so grotesque? <laughs> it was like that. I was like, in, I was hiding. I was cowering in the fucking back uh, room with a fucking sack over my head with holes cut out and my mum was having to send people away anyway um in the end i got some i went to the doctor and the doctor was like yeah that's disgusting so he gave me some cortisone cream and it cleared it up but it was fucked and then years later 
I didn't hear from this again. And I know people are going to be saying, <laughs> herpes, it wasn't herpes. I've had it checked out. It's something, I don't know what, right? Just definitely um, not herpes. It's not fucking, I, you know, sure. I fucking, I think everyone listening, if they're regular listeners and you as a regular correspondent of mine would know, if I had fucking herpes, I'd admit it. Oh, yeah. I would. would, yeah, yeah. It'd be great content. <laughs> it's, it's not herpes. <laughs> That's what I have to say. I wear a T-shirt out in the street when I've got this thing saying it's not herpes can we or do a baseball a cap. T- can we do a rigid T-shirt that just say it's not yeah, herpes? It's not herpes. <laughs> so then, like, um, I got this job. Uh, my first ever on-camera job was for a, a short-lived youth TV channel, like mm. cable or whatever you want to call it, digital TV channel, called Where It's At, which is like the clunkiest name for a fucking TV uh, channel it's ever, like nose, right? nosing around on... It was exactly ones. like that, yeah. Where It's... It was, it, was, it was largely cringe, but, you know, I was lucky to get the experience. Of course. Anyway, they invited me on a couple of times to do, like, paper reviews or something, and then after, like, second or third... And I actually didn't have a job at the time, so it was quite good, because they called me up and they said, listen... We really like what you've done when you come on as a guest. We need a new presenter. It was like that, right? Yeah. This was the early noise. You need a new presenter. Will you do it? It's a show three times a week. I went, wow. well, yeah, of course. If you're fucking paying me, I'll do it, right? First day comes around, and I'm like, I've been telling everyone because it's live. Been, You know, told me mum, told me mate, I've got a TV show. I've been giving my own TV show, so you better tune in. It's on fucking <laughs> channel 1014 or something, right? <laughs> Um, it, you know, it's on channel 1014 at like midday on Tuesday. It comes around. Guess what happens in the morning? I wake up. I think I'd already bought, I'd even bought like a new fucking trendy shirt to wear. Yeah. Right? Because I was so excited. Wake up in the morning, look in the mirror. Guess herpes. who's back? <laughs> fucking herpes. My not Mom herpes, herpes disease. <laughs> oh no, mum. The not herpes is back. <laughs> <laughs> and and in that case, right, I called them. I went to the doctor. I said, "Can you get this fixed? Off like, me. Now. Can, like, like, literally, like anything, any steroid cream or whatever you've got, <laughs> nuke it, whatever the side effects, just what, so I can be ready for this what, show." What fucking era in time was this where you could just go straight to the doctors and demand something yeah, like that? Exactly. Yeah. Fucking I think I went to open surgery, and the doctor was like, "Well, I'll give you this cream, but I don't think it's gonna fucking get it better by." You know, in a few hours, it might calm to, it down a little bit. He used to be just go along, and there'd be like ten doctors just lounging around, like in a six-form common room, just yeah. waiting to fucking heal stuff. How can we help? <laughs> yeah, which one of us do you want to see? <laughs> and uh, and so I went. Uh, so I called them out, and I said, "I can't come in. I cannot do this show." And they were like, "You're fucking doing it now. You yeah, signed we're up." Doing it, cunt. And I was like, "I we know where can't. you live." Yeah, we they were like kids. that. They were like, you, you don't understand. You're not working in fucking magazines now, you cunt. Or you just we, fucking we, come and go as you please. We made blankety blank and we've got your fucking kids. <laughs> I don't have any kids. Right. If fucking Dawson had tried to pull a stunt like this, that's Les Dawson. Right. <laughs> when we were doing Black BB, blankety blank to you. <laughs> uh, we'd have cut his cock off. <laughs> but they made they bullied they they basically implied that if I didn't fucking come in, then I needn't bother ever coming, right? Yeah. Uh, they they weren't cunts to be fair. They were just trying to make it clear to me that this wasn't a game and there was a show to be made and there was yeah, no course. one else they could get to present it. Lots so of I fucking turned up. Depended on it. 
I spent ages in fucking makeup, or the fat lot of good that was, because how can you make up a fucking lump, big fucking boil on your lip? Just made it worse, probably infected oh, it worse. Have you ever seen the episode of Seinfeld where he gets the puffy shirt? No. He, he buys this new shirt. Someone gives him a shirt to wear. It's got really puffy sleeves on it, and it's big. And he, yeah. he looks. Someone says it looks like a pirate in it. And he says, <laughs> "Well, I don't want to be a pirate." <laughs> and it's, it's, it's the whole thing about the puffy shirt. I'm envisaging you on your fucking first day with your puffy shirt that you've bought and your yeah, massive boiler like and your lip I had a fancy presenting shirt. a lifestyle probably, TV show. I'd spent more money than I could afford on it. <laughs> oh, I've said the lady. The, the, the thing was, right, what had happened was, it was like, it was post enter, so I'd lo- so enter had collapsed oh, inevitably. Hell. It was post enter. It had enter had collapsed, and I'd been left high and dry with no yeah. money, no redundancy, nothing, and I was really skint. And a mate was working at this TV channel, and he said, "Why don't you come in and do the paper review, right?" And I went, "Yeah, all right, something to do." So I go in, and he go- and they go, <laughs> and I do dog. it, and no one had mentioned money, right? So I did right. this thing. As I left, the fucking producer or one of the production assistants comes up and goes, thanks for that, it was really good. Here you go, here's your fee. They hey, gave me, Andy, cash. a £50 note. Oh, yes. A £50 note, right? <clears throat> you got to understand, I was so skint that that morning I'd been up the record and tape exchange, right, near yeah. my house, just trying to sell everything that I'd been given for free when I was working on magazines. You know, all the, like, books or whatever that gets sent in for review and i remember like accepting like a derisory amount from the cunt in there who could send who could smell the desperation on me do you know what i mean so i had this 50 pounds right and i i mean honestly i could almost have cried right this wasn't the presenting this was when they first got me on to do a little slot right as a guest i went to the pub that night where we did a regular pub quiz and I was like telling my good wife, who was then merely my good girlfriend, who had stuck by me despite my finding myself in these, in the, in this situation. <laughs> Look at this! Right, I was more or less parading around the pub, holding this fifty-pound yeah. note aloft because it's not often you have a fifty-pound <laughs> note in your life, is it? No, no, it's true. I mean, that's why I remember it so well. It's one of the only ones I can remember ever having because yeah. actually they're they're inconvenient to have, but still, it's nice. Yeah, not everyone will take them. You hold them anyway, up the light. Um. We got quite pissed, but I didn't break this 50 because I think I was keeping it. I thought, I'll bank that because it needs to go into, like, whatever direct debits I've got going out. <clears throat> I get really pissed, right, uh, presumably using other money or other people buying me drinks. Because of your £50 note, because they thought I've you were a big shot. I woke up next morning, I lost the £50 note. No way. I fucking, fucking dropped hell. it. Fucking hell. Oh, you got pickpocketed. Maybe. Yeah. Don't think so. I mean... Yeah. What, you think you're too think good so. to be pickpocketed, do you? I don't think so, because we weren't in Victorian London. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think you're too good to be pickpocketed? Do There's you no think way. you're, yeah, you're I do, un, actually. unpocket-pickable? I don't want to be... I don't want to lay down a gauntlet, but I thought this the other day, because I'm always reading about pickpocketing in London and that, right? And I thought, yeah. these cunts. I've lived in my whole life. I've been trying to get the tube to school every day. I've been... I thought there is no cunts ever going to fucking... Like, no one's more experienced on these streets than old Sam, right? Yeah, yeah. And no cunts ever pickpocketed me. London and is your playground, w- isn't it, basically? Neither will they. 
because yeah. I'm I'm a pro. Do you know what yeah. I mean? This has been my whole life. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Jalapeño. I've only been conned once, but it boy was it a con it was when i was work it was when i was working at um well i've been conned lots of times in, in business <laughs> i mean street con i've only been conned once actually no i've been conned loads no i'm talking about street conning there's been right, many okay. times in in a business context that i've been hoodwinked yeah. ripped off and lied yeah, it's to. almost legitimate there isn't it yeah it's <laughs> funny that it's like white collar cons i've yeah, been yeah. the victim of yeah, millions right, right? Um, but in terms of blue collar street cons, <laughs> it, I was working at Enter. I left the I left the office late one night, and it was in the offices were in Soho. And I walked across the street, and I was tired, and I think I'd been drinking at my desk, so I was pissed too. <laughs> and I go up to the fucking cash point. I've, I've probably told you this, and someone taps me on the shoulder and goes, "Is that yours?" And there's a twenty pound note lying on the floor, and I go, "I don't think so." Mm. He goes, "I think it is." I saw it drop out pocket, so I bend down, pick it up. And in the time that, in the seconds that's happened, my they do it as your card is in the machine. So yeah. they lean forward, snatch your card out of the machine. Meanwhile, there's been someone hiding in a phone box tracking your uh, finger as you typed in your pin. Fucking hell! And they track it on the phone. They because the phone num in the phone box, the keypad is the same arrangement as on the ATM yeah, yeah. keypad. Yeah. So they just all they have to do is follow the. One down, two across, one up, one down, yeah. or whatever, right? And then, so it's a brilliant operation. I found out about this from the police. So I look round. The geezer who tapped me on the shoulder's gone. The geezer behind me in the queue is gone. And the fucking phone box is empty. My card's gone. By the time I call the bank and get through to them, my account's been cleared out, right? They've re- withdrawn the maximum max. They've run straight down the street to the next cash point, taken the money out and disappeared. Um... As the security guy in my office said when I went back across and told him what had happened, he goes, I know what that'll be. It's the Croatians. There's loads of them around Cro- here now. The Croatians. <laughs> yeah. He blamed it on the Croatians. I'm not sure uh, what nationality the gang were. But it was an impressive fucking con. Yeah. And I did get done then. 
But no, I don't think I was pickpocketed. Um, just the following year was when I lost the fifty pounds. Yeah. But I don't think it was a pickpocket situation. I think it was a drunk dropping a fifty pound note situation. After waving um, it around vociferously. Yeah, just being too fucking pleased with myself that I've got fifty pounds for yeah. talking on the telly for half an hour. Ah, there's more where this came from. Fucking don't worry hell. about that. I only ever got paid fifty pound in cash once before, and it was uh, in London as well, because I think that's the yeah. only place in the country. That's just the where way. You can get that's paid the way it used to work in London. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. And I, I was a job in comedy writer, and I got invited along to a, um, a, a, a brainstorming session, yeah. which was at oh, what's it called, the, the Cobden Club? Would it be? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in Notting Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cobden Club. So they'd hired a room there. It was it was a BBC thing, I think. And they got yeah. together some of the fresh new minds, not necessarily comedians, but people who were doing like funny stuff in various places. Yeah. So I'm in this room and we all got 50 quid in cash at the end of the night, but they just plied <laughs> us with drink throughout the night as well. Yeah. But yeah. I'm in the room with our mutual friend, John Holmes, who's gone on to oh, do yeah. lots of great yeah. things. He was there. Um, Johnny Cigarettes, who was the NME writer who I was yeah, writing I with him. at the time. We, so we were there together as a duo. Dom Jolly was there because yeah. he, he just started to do his trigger happy stuff online yeah. on the internet, such as it was then. Fucking yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen was in there. Fucking hell. And there, there was only about 10 of us. There was someone else as well. I can't remember who it was, but there's someone else who went on to do biggish things as well. And basically, this went over two hours. And as I say, they plied yeah. us with drink and yeah. it just turned into a, a thing of everyone just trying to just out outrage each other. Right, with hor- horrific, offensive, un- unmanageable ideas. Yeah, and yeah. We just all got pissed, got our fifty quid, fucked off into the night. Nothing more came of it. Yeah, so we've got go. the idea. It's called Kid Kill, and yeah, we exactly. had to kill children. Yeah, yeah. it was na- it's nineteen ninety eight. It was the year after Brass Eye, so everyone was just yeah. trying to just out Brass Eye. Yeah, Chris Morris yeah. with ideas such as that. Yeah. It was fucking hell, though, mate. What a lineup! What a yeah. lineup! I still got talent. somewhere. There was a, there's an A4 sheet everybody got given with a list of everybody that was in the room and who they were yeah. and what they'd done. I've still got that somewhere. I'll, yeah. I'll dig it out and see if I remember who else was on it. But uh, yeah, I had 50 quid in cash. And it was the same thing. It was like, well, and it, was a bra- it was a brand experience. new one as well. It was it was machine fresh. Do you know what I, I mean? It wasn't. Say, you got crumpled. 50 pounds plus a really memorable and uh, amazing experience, whereas I got 50 pounds for just going on an obscure digital TV channel where there was no A-list talent or people who went on to change the world at all. You got a puffy um, shirt, though, and a yeah, not herpes yeah, lip. No. Well, that came later. That What I got out of it was a job because they liked it. They invited me back, and then they started playing me decent money. But I almost the whole thing almost got thrown away as a result of my not herpes. And yeah. the not herpes has returned since it will once in a while. Like sometimes it'll go for years and you think that's it. It's over. It's in retreat. Yeah. It's retired from public life. But yeah, rest like, assured, like Peter I think in recent years, obviously I've been living more of a just rest lifestyle. Thanks in yeah. no small part to this podcast and now the Vita Modular. So yeah. look at me now. As usual, I'm dressed in stretchy leisure, leisure wear. wear. Yeah. And I intend to be for the rest of today. And the whole week with any luck. Yeah. And so the chances of my not herpes returning. But the moment I get back out on the scene. Mm, such as it is. That, yeah. You've yeah. got a flare up, won't you? That, that's why I just don't want to. That's why I don't want excitement or distraction. No. Because not. the not herpes will come back and then 
Well, and then what comes next? The mm. cocaine, the incarceration. <laughs> the complete total life collapse. It's like a warning klaxon. <laughs> it sort of is. Um, I can't remember how we got onto that. I'm not even asked. Oh, yeah, coming back to school. When you oh, said yeah. that you had to come back to school and you had the boil Boils, on your nose. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. That's that covered then. I'll tell you what, we'll have an update on the Prediction League. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the weekend before last, we did them and put them on Twitter because we hadn't done a topic of episode. The weekend just gone, we just did them between ourselves and that didn't even put them on the Twitter. But yeah. um, all but you, you need to know is... you did count the points. I did count the points. I'm looking at them now because I thought that we'd got different points, but maybe we didn't. Uh, you got one, two, three. I got one, two. Yeah, we both got three. And Results Bot got five. Okay. Uh, so Results Bot's on 93 at the minute. You're on 109. I'm on 116. <sighs> so there's a seven point gap there. And there's only about what have we got left. There's like four games left or something for well, most teams. It, Is if, that right? It, in terms of double points that are available, there's kind of only next weekend because that's when the EFL as uh, it's called comes to an end yeah. but Sunderland are looking like they could end up in the playoffs so if we'll they predict do, the playoff then we can game carry on. and then that could be double points as well but um, yeah there's not much of it left the Premier League I don't know I'll, I'll be completely honest I've got no idea what's happening in the Premier League I've switched off from it I'm balls no, deep in the you. snooker at the minute I'm sorry I just don't well, care. Well, I don't know. I don't watch any Premier League football, as I said, four part from West Ham. So I kind yeah. of look at the league, um, but just to see what our status yeah. is. There's about um, four or five games left by the looks of I'm it. I'm aware that, yeah, we've got a few, we've got, I think, four or five games and we're in the race for sixth place and we I, lost um, to Chelsea yesterday. I know that Frank Lampard's Everton lost as well yesterday, 2-0 yeah. at Liverpool. And I was in a pub where I saw the crestfallen face of John Parrott as Liverpool's second goal went in. Everton fan John Parrott. Oh, that's, yeah. That's because I went to the snooker last night. Oh, you at the Crucible? Oh, I was at the Crucible. Two hours drive How long does it take to road. get to Sheffield? Two? Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. It's on the doorstep, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be done. And, oh, oh, man. I mean, I love snooker anyway, but just going to see it at the World Championships is just the best it's you so know the sound good. of snooker balls, which yeah. I believe is was the real reason why it became like the biggest thing in Britain yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. Like there's been more than one documentary and book exploring how it was that snooker took over the entire national psyche during Thatcher's era. And they go, Oh, it's the characters or this, that and the other. It was the fucking soporific, soothing sound of ball on ball. Yeah. And of course, You've done some journalistic investigation in the past into what the balls are made of, which is yeah. human bone, as it's I recall. pigeon bones. Oh, pigeon bones, yeah. <laughs> and who knew that if you take a dead pigeon, strip its crush carcass it. down to the bone, crush up that carcass and then reform it into a sphere and then paint that sphere yeah. and then bash two of those spheres together, they make the world's most relaxing, soothing sound. Yeah. who knew? Who knew? Well, they say... That the sound of snooker balls click clacking together is actually w- re- most reminiscent of the sound you hear in your mother's womb. In the womb, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, most that's, like that's y- true. your mother's womb <clears throat> is like the crucible in many yeah. ways. Because I think it's some of the organs that clack together inside our body. They click clack in clack there like pigeons' yeah. bones, they and do. that's why we all were hypnotised so much. But 
My question to you is, does it sound even better when you're in the room? Yes, it does. It, yeah. it, 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 it's just so much better. I, I can't describe it, but it's so it's it's soothing and exciting mm. at the same time. Yeah. And I can't it's think quite, of anything else that, that, that gives that. you both of those yeah. um, feelings at the same time. So, uh, the music um, of George Michael. Like yeah. if you get the best of, you've got the if you get the best of, he does two discs, one's for the feet and one's for the heart. Right. That's right. Yeah. But then again, you can't listen to them both at the same time, can you? No, you, well, you can do. You put yeah, them on at the same it, time with different CDs. Would, would it be as good work. as listening to snooker? It's not going to be as good as a snooker. I mean, snooker, <laughs> snooker coverage. It feel, sometimes if there's late night coverage on or like highlights, and I'm trying to get to sleep, I'll just put it on and just yeah. list, lie there and listen to it because it's like ASMR. Yeah. It'll just mm. it'll just send me off. And the the, the and the, of course the. You don't get it yeah, now with Steve Davis and Dennis Taylor, but Ted, Lo- Ted Lowe and the low commentary, which he had to yeah. do because he wasn't behind a glass window. He was literally standing next to the table. He had to be really yeah. fucking quiet. Just kissing the pink there. Oh, kissing the pink. <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah. hell. I remember, like, I have quite vivid memories of, like, sometimes in, like, say, half term, I would go and stay at my dad's for a week, right? Mm. And he would come in from work. Like, sometimes I'd just be hanging around his flats. He'd be at work. He'd come in from work in the evening, sometimes late. And he'd get a yoghurt from the fridge. And he'd go... <laughs> and he'd, like, he'd be really tired. So yeah. he'd just come in. I need a yoghurt. Sit, sit get his yoghurt. And he, and he would just, without saying anything, he would just switch on the, sofa, on the snooker. Yeah. And I didn't really have a bedtime at home because, as you know, it was martial law in my yeah. mother's house. Um... So, but I was always expecting my dad, who seemed more of a sort of an officious figure, to say, mm. you have to go to bed now. <clears throat> but if the snooker was on, it was just sort of like tacitly suggest. I mean, he didn't ask, do you like snooker? It was just sort of like, you didn't have any choice. We yeah. did. This is the thing. Back then, right? Like it's early 80s, there was three channels, right? One of them yeah. had kids' programs on that we all loved, Grinchill, et cetera. Yeah. <clears throat> the second channel had snooker on, and the third yeah. channel was the Falklands War. <laughs> that was all you had. That was the telly. Choose yeah. now. So it was snooker most of the time. He would he would stick it on and he'd get a yogurt and he'd give me a yogurt. It'd be like a ski yogurt. And oh. I'd watch him. He'd sit on the sofa next to me and I'd watch him eating it. And he ate it like a maniac. He'd hold the fucking pot right yeah. under his chin so it's practically touching. So there was like minimal distance between <clears throat> the pot and his mouth. Yeah. Which I guess was for security reasons to he stop dripping. Because yeah. ski yogurt is very drippy as well. It's not it's like nowadays. Everything's yogurt. a thick Greek yogurt style. It was. It came in a different pot as well. It was almost like a trophy, wasn't it? It had like a thin <laughs> yeah. base, and yeah, then it expanded yeah. outwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like an and, achievement. Uh, he'd go, and he'd, I'd watch him eating, and he'd go like, I mean, the listeners can't see it, but he'd be like a lizard, like that. He'd do the whole thing uh, in like thirty if you're seconds flat. Sab just imitated very accurately there a lizard. Eating a ski yogurt. Eating a ski yogurt. And then it'd just be like, I'd do like, he wouldn't say it, but it'd be like, obviously, we're staying up for as long as it takes to watch, to watch this snooker this match. Snooker. Yeah. And I would always fall asleep because, like I say, it is soporific. It's soporific. So you'd be into it, but I'd just fall asleep and then I'd just wake up when, whenever in the middle of the night yeah. and the game finally ended and he'd just go, right, go to bed. Yogurt's finished, snooker's over. I went there last night with my daughter and during the, yeah. just as the interval started after four frames, she went, I'm going to fall asleep here. Yeah. I can't stay awake. I definitely would. That was partly because she was out nightclub until 5.30 the morning before. Oh, for goodness but, sake, not again. But, 
yeah, it's disgraceful, isn't it? But yeah. also because of the soporific nature of snooker. Yeah, and, it's lovely. Oh, man. If it came back, it would be good. There's a mental health crisis. And if people kind of got into it on the... Le- I mean, obviously you're into it. I know it's still got a big audience, but it's nowhere near what it was back in the day where it was a national obsession. And it, I think it would be good for everyone because it cut across all... Uh, it cut across class and gender and regionality, I think, in the yeah. 80s, didn't it? Well, that's the thing. When you, I was looking at the crowd last night and there's all kinds of people there. You've got your lads, lads, lads. Yeah, uh, and you're allowed, to take, you're allowed to take lager in and stuff like yeah, that. You take you, your drinks lads, in. <clears> to <throat> any lads listening, you don't want to be doing fucking gear. You don't want to be shoveling gear up your nose at a snooker. No. It's not no. the darts. Do you know well, what I mean? They, they, they it do would it, ruin they, it. They do it at the Masters that they have at Alexander Palace where they get 2,000 crowds in. It's yeah, a bit it's lads, silly. lads, lads, that one. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a massive fan. That's but, not what um, snooker's about. You get your lads, lads, lads. You get your families that go along. Um, you've got your people who are quite clearly snooker nerds who are yeah. just fucking completely fucking obsessed to the point of mania with yeah. it. And they're going around yeah. wearing T-shirts that say, I love snooker and bananas <laughs> and all that sleep, kind of thing. Snooker, yeah. repeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that. And there's, there's literally an entire cross-section of society there. And it's yeah. fucking great. I was sat next to a bloke who might have had gout because he was wearing a trainer on one foot and a sandal on the other with a big sock over it. So he might have been nursing a bit of gout. Why not? Take your gout to the snooker. Fucking drink it in. It's for everyone. Yeah. That's oh, it. man, it was so good. And Talking I'm, back, of I'm nerds. back there for the semi-finals next weekend as well. Bosh! Talking of nerds, I had a Saturday... But my weekend sort of special treat, which was part of my birthday presents, was I went to Didcot Railway Museum, Whee. which is in Oxfordshire. Very just um, because I, well, I'm I'm a huge fan of steam railways. I love them. I love going Didn't on old that. historic steam railways. Uh, but the thing is, I don't know shit about them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you go there, and my wife and my kids they tease me for it, but very sweet of them. They. It was part of my birthday present. They booked a day out there, right? Yeah. And, and we went, and it was fucking great. It wasn't just steam trains. It was diesel trains. I had a ride on one, and some of the controllers are wearing historical uniforms. Are you trying to reposition yourself as podcasting's Francis Bourgeois here? Yeah, it was a bit... <laughs> but the thing is, you get the... There was a lot... There was a lot of Francis Bourgeois-type people there. Funnily yeah. enough, similar age group. And they yeah. were like throwbacks from a different era, right? Yeah. And there was there was groups of people there. There was, let's say, some very eccentric people there <laughs> yeah. talking very loudly about train numbers and stuff, right? <clears throat> people who and, are not exactly, let's say, neurotypical. Yes, that's probably the best <laughs> way of putting it. And I was sort of saying, to, I was discussing it with my daughter because we, we did meet some eccentric but very nice people. And I was saying, oh, you know, you know, this the bloke off of TikTok and I said I don't know what it is about trains but it seems to be particularly interesting to people who might be a little bit of you know like exactly like sort of neurologically neurodiverse neurodiverse so I said but the thing is I love these trains but I've got no interest at all in anything to any of the information to do with them I don't know when a fucking train's from I don't know who yeah. built the cunt. I don't know where it ran from or to. But there's something about being looking at one because they yeah. look so beautiful, smelling it and seeing the steam come out. Yeah. But but even better, just fucking riding on one totally in their great. little compartments, 
even third class, <clears throat> which they had in those days, mate, would be the equivalent of like luxury today. Yeah. Like you, it had its own closing door, you know, a little, basically a fucking cabin with sofas in. And that was your third class. When you go up to first class, you're basically sitting in a gentleman's club. There's a fucking grand piano and a cocktail bar. <laughs> and all you're doing is going to fucking Slough or something. <laughs> Absolutely fucking amazing. I loved it. Good stuff. There's loads um, of them up here. Steam railways. And, oh, well, next time I'm up, I'll go and have a look. Yeah, and the last thing I want our to say... Next I know, live show, our next live tour, we'll just, we'll just book it around Steam Railways. Oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. The Steam Railway Tour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we'll do like Top of the Pops or Radio <coughs> 1 used to occasionally do and do a whole show from a train. From a train, yeah. Uh, just lastly, I won't go into you because we've, we've used up enough time already, but a cat did get into my house at the weekend, a cat Ooh. that was not Nelson. It's Ooh. a cat that we have that has become known to us over the last six months, a local rough cat, which we call Pure Lynx. It looks just like a lynx. I, I do have pictures that I can post online. Do we need to save this for Friday? Um, I can tell you more. I'll tell you more on Friday. But just to tease it, Pure Lynx has got into the house. Um, There was a huge panic, and we are now having to work on protocols for similar occurrences in the future. Mm. Yeah, security arrangements. Good. We'll have more of that on Friday. Then there's another reason to stick with us. Um, Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back throughout the week with all of the new IFS episodes. And if you're not IFS, all of the stuff we did nine months ago. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.